What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to Spoiler Reels. Of course, you already know, I am your host. My name is Angel. And if you are new to the podcast, make sure you check out the other episodes. I've got plenty of Movies that I've uh, previously reviewed, uh, make sure you check them out. Maybe I might have re- uh, reviewed a film that you maybe been wanting to see uh, as far as reviews goes. Uh, check it out right there. And, of course, you guys can always uh, check my uh, Instagram, uh, spoiler underscore reels. As you guys know, that's where I put all the content to let everybody know what I've recorded. Um and also, you can message me there to see if you want me to review certain movies or anything like that. Uh, I'll do my best to get to it. Uh, as you guys know, you guys already know from the title what movie I'll be reviewing here. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm just telling you now, spoilers everywhere. As you guys know, I kind of go through scenes after scenes and kind of break them down, basically, uh, thanks to uh, Wikipedia. Uh, it kind of reminds me of what I've seen, and I kind of just break down the, the scenes there, whether I like it or dislike it or whatever. And, of course, you guys know I give my rating at the end of the review. So I'm just letting you guys know, spoilers everywhere. So with that being said, let's start. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right. VHS Viral. Guess what? I'll be reviewing on this episode here. As you guys already know, uh, I've done the other two. I've done those. Uh, you guys can check that out as well. Uh, previously done those uh, last week. I want to say about last week or so. Um, it took me a while to get back to the third one. Uh, obviously I had to do some stuff, whether it's work related or family stuff and whatnot. But, it, um, uh, once I was, I had downtime, I, I watched VHS viral and now I'm doing the review for this one here. Uh, as you guys also know, I'm going to try to do my best to try to find VHS 94, see if I can find a way to watch that film because what I want to do at the end is rank all the uh all the uh short films uh rank them from uh, my least favorite to my favorite if for some reason i can't find vhs 94 i'm just gonna i'm just gonna rank uh the first three uh once i do get a hold of the vhs 94 then i'll do another ranking uh i'll re-rank them again and add out of the vhs 94 but uh i'm gonna try to find it first uh see if i can get a hold of it and then watch it and then obviously do my review on that one and then from there do the uh, rankings there so stay tuned on that for for that guys um so yeah i just like i said i just recently watched just you know about 30 minutes ago i watched uh, vhs viral i do remember uh mentioning in the other previous episodes that vhs viral was my least favorite from what i remember this i like i said i think i watched it around 2018 2019 that was the last time i seen it all three of them basically and uh, yeah, it, it still is my least favorite of of the uh, of the trio. Like I said, I have no idea how VHS ninety four is, but um, I'll obviously do all, do 
that later. But for this one here, um, yeah, I I don't know. I think I think somewhere along the way they kind of lost the element of of horror, uh, the unsettling that that the first two gave us is not present here for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what happened here. They dropped the ball on this one here. Uh, this one. Uh, came out back in 2014, about an hour and 30 minutes. It's a horror thriller, obviously. Uh, if you guys are interested in watching it, you guys can either find it on uh, Amazon Prime or on Pluto TV. IMDb gave it a 4.2 out of 10. Of course, I'll give you guys uh, my my rating at the end. In the box office, it only garnered $82,409. Uh, it doesn't show me the budget, but I, I I'm assuming it couldn't have been that much, so I think they I think they lost on this one, uh, and rightfully so, guys. This one I think out out of the three, it's the weakest out of the bunch. It still is upon reviewing it. Uh, this one came out August twenty fifth, two thousand fourteen. This was directors of uh, Justin Justin Benson, Greg Bishop, uh, Marcel Sarmiento, Aaron uh, Moorhead, and Nacho Vigalondo. Uh, yeah, uh, the overview, a police chase through the streets of Los Angeles inspires dozens of fame of obsessed teens to try to capture the uh, salacious footage, but they are unaware that they will face their own deaths as stars, as stars of the next video's uh, sensation. Get to the Wikipedia here. Um. So VHS uh, Viral is a 2014 American found footage horror anthology film produced by Bloody Disgusting. The third film in the VHS franchise, created by Brad Miska, features a series of found footage short written and directed by the same directors I mentioned. VHS Viral segments include the story of a deranged illusionist who obtains a magical object of great power, a homemade machine that opens a door to a parallel world, uh, and teenage skaters who unwittingly become targets of a Mexican death cult ritual. An additional segment was filmed, but Todd Lincoln's short, gorgeous vortex was cut at the last minute since it did not fit in the overall theme of the film. The short is included as an extra on the film's DVD and Blu-ray release, which uh, starts after the credits for the main film, and I didn't get to see that. Uh, I saw it on Amazon Prime, which they did not have it, so... I can't tell you about, I can't quote, um, break, uh, review that part right there, basically. So, uh, let's get started here with the, um, with the, with the film here. Uh, so, the plot starts with, uh, the vicious circles slash frame narrative, the prologue. This was directed by Marcel Sarmiento. Uh, so it starts off with Kevin, an amateur video, uh, videographer, constantly shoots footage of his girlfriend, Iris. At first, she claims to enjoy it, but then grows annoyed and concerned with her boyfriend's obsession with filming her. It also becomes apparent that Kevin lives with his abusive grandmother, who at one point bloodies his nose off screen. Later that night, the high-speed pursuit of an ice cream truck arrives in his neighborhood. Kevin witnessed the chase as it, it is broadcast on television and sees the opportunity to create, to create a viral video. He is too late to shoot footage watching the truck speed past his house 
though he sees Iris wander outside in the days after receiving a mysterious video call, then disappearing when his back is turned. After witnessing the truck run over a cop that had asked him to uh, back away from the road, Kevin chases after the truck, egged on by images of a panicking Iris broadcast in his cell phone. Kevin's continued pursuit of the truck as it repeatedly uh, circles the neighborhood carries on throughout the film, during which people receive strange images on their cell phones that cause them to become violently insane. Uh, the film transitions to the first segment. Yeah, so it starts off with this Kevin and Iris couple. If you just kind of get power through that from the beginning, it just kind of shows how like lovey-dovey they are and whatnot. And of course, it shows the glitches, like the VHS kind of glitch kind of stuff. Probably a little too much. You probably could have toned it down a bit in the beginning. But um, we get th these two characters that are, are in and out of the segments. Um, and uh, yeah, there he's basically just trying to chase down this, uh, follow along the, this uh, police chase. Yes, one of the cops do get ran over. Um, this is the one where it just uh, the CGI didn't look too great. Um, I, I'm also surprised how the cop did not see that car go right, you know, coming towards him. It's one of those cliche Hollywoods where like. They don't see the car, and all of a sudden they just they get ran over, and uh, and uh, his arm gets uh, decapitated and falling on the on the on the ground. But while it it's on the air, I mean it just it, it looked very terrible CGI. Uh, <laughs> he was kind of tripping out. Of course, he sees his girlfriend Iris just kind of walk towards the street in the days, as it mentions like. A bloody nose and everything like that. Uh, yeah, she's just kind of walking towards him and just stands there in the middle of the road. Turns his back for a little bit, and all of a sudden she's gone, and he immediately thinks uh, she's in that ice cream truck. I don't know why he thought that immediately, but okay. Um, and then it cuts into the uh, the first segment here, which is Dante the Great. This is directed and written by Greg Bishop. This segment is partially framed as an investigative documentary. With interviews of magic experts, theater critics, law enforcement officials, and the main character inters uh, interspersed throughout the story. This is the one that I just I could not get into too much. Uh, it's like the least VHS looking. Uh, as it mentions, this is more of a documentary uh of this of the story and uh it completely takes away the point you know yes it has its handheld kind of shots here and there but for the most part it just feels like a documentary series that we're watching and that's not what we're in for i mean if, if at this point if you've seen all two of the vhs movies you're not in for a documentary in a way you're in to watch short horror films with you know handheld or found footage kind of things so when you give us a documentary especially to start off with this start you off with this film it's a bit a little bit setback at least for me um but it just it just it, it takes the element away as far as the the horror the unsettling like the other two the other uh, first two gave it 
Uh, it's not really scary. It's not really, you know, you're not really uh, uh, unsettled or anything. It's not really creepy. There's not so like this one immediately. I think it's a, a complete step down to start this film. So uh, let's give you the quick overview here. So John McMullen, a trailer park resident and untalented illusionist, discovers a cloak that was once owned by Harry um, Houdini. John discovers that wearing the cloak grants him the power to perform actual magic. Uh, taking on the stage name Dante the Great, John uses his newfound abilities to perform in front of large audiences, uh, becoming immensely famous. However, John learns that the cloak requires regular human sacrifices to work. To that end, he hires a series of female assistants and, and videotapes them as he utters an incantation and watches the cloak devour them. He also uses his powers to summon and kill Clay Boland, the abusive boyfriend of Scarlet K, his latest assistant. And Scarlet K is the one that he kind of just like takes as a um, not just because the other the other uh, the other woman that he would bring and, and, and bed them. He didn't care for them. He he didn't care when the cloak ate him or anything like that. Certain scenes, uh, when the cloak took over, were it was actually pretty good. Especially the one, the first one that uh, his first victim, when she was taking a shower or whatever, and she asked for a towel, and instead she he gives him the cloak. She gives her the he she, he gives her the cloak, and thinking that uh what like I asked for a towel, but she, anyway she still uses it for some reason. He still uses it, and then he starts muttering these words, and then all of a sudden the cloak comes to life, and you just see this huge demon hand, like in the shadowish, in the shadow, and and uh, and it completely gashes this girl. You could just see the the blood just squirting all over the 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 uh, the bathtub and whatnot, and 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 taking her, and devouring her. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Uh, that was a really good scene. The other one was like the other one was in bed. At as soon as they were done having sex, he would put the cloak slowly next to her, and the cloak would immediately like just kind of awaken on its own and and devours the other girl. Um, so scenes like that, I thought that were cool. Um, the way it was shot, though, completely is what kind of threw me off of this of this uh segment. Uh. When Scarlet discovers John's collection of tapes in a secret compartment in his dressing room, she alerts the police. She alerts the police. Though John is able to use his powers to escape custody, uh, as she is interrogated by a detective, John uses his newfound powers to summon her from the police station. A SWAT team bursts into uh, a, in to arrest John, but John manages to use magic to kill all of them. He proceeds to duel with Scarlet over the magic cloak. Though Scarlet is briefly able to take it from him, John overpowers her and recovers it. Before John can kill her, Scarlet uses a trick he taught uh, he taught her to immobilize him, prompting the cloak to feed on him instead. Scarlet burns the cloak only to find in her house hanging on her closet door. As she investigates it, a pair of demonic arms reach out from inside of the cloak and grab her. So the scene, uh, the the scene that where where the SWAT kicks in and tries to uh, arrest um, 
uh, and tries to arrest uh, what's his name, Dante. Uh, some of the scenes were cool, you know, like he uses the magic to kind of like kill these guys and whatnot, and some of the tricks were looked pretty decent. Um, I think there was a one scene where like he opened up the uh, uh, one of the SWAT guys' rib cage, but it didn't look. It didn't look too good. Um, I thought it looked kind of fake and a little bit phony, in my opinion. It, it, at first, I was at first glance, I was like, "Oh shit!" But then when you pause it, it's like, "No, they could have done better with that makeup. <laughs> it could have been a little bit better." Uh, some of the scenes on, on that on that was okay, but for the most part, as I mentioned, <clears throat> there's no there's no really suspense in this. You're not really afraid. It doesn't feel unsettling. There's really nothing in this, and it's really because of how it's shot. It's shot documentary-wise. It's how can I, you know, it, it it just it doesn't give you that terror like the other the other do the others do. This one I think is a just complete miss. I'm actually surprised this one made the cut uh, because it's not really found footage in a way. Only certain scenes here and there, but like for the most part, it's a documentary. So. It completely takes the suspense, the element of surprise as far as the horror and the unsettling. It just, I think to me, this is one of the weakest ones out of the whole bunch, really, like out of all three. As I mentioned, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a, a, a rankings, and I would assume that Dante the Great would be almost at like towards the end in a way. So, um, for the most part, uh, you know, I, and some of the acting. Especially coming from the Scarlet character, wasn't all that great either. Uh, I couldn't take uh, some of the scenes serious at all, and I, like as I mentioned, it's just it, it seemed like uh, one of those uh, drama series uh, 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 shows that I was I, I felt like I was watching, and it just it wasn't it wasn't scary at all. Just certain scenes here and there were cool, but for the most part, this one was definitely a miss. Yeah, I, I, that's why I remember that I re I was not a fan of VHS Viral. I remember specifically this one right here. That I, I remember it just wasn't that scary. So, uh, yeah, the, the the demon hands coming out of uh coming uh uh, uh to grab uh Scarlet, um you could see that from a mile away. So it's like it wasn't scary when as soon as the arms came out, it wasn't really that scary. So, uh, it ends there, and then the vicious circle interlude. Uh, returning to the frame story, Kevin and the police continue pursuing the truck. A group of teenagers attempt to film the chase from atop a nearby bridge, with one of them staring at his phone in a trance while his nose bleeds. Another one of the teenagers ends up slipping and falling from the bridge when he gets too close, being run over in the process. And, and even when he that does happen, the people that were next to him, uh, the reaction was they're like whoa like what what's going on like nobody like was screaming or like hey call the police or or whatever like they just they were like whoa he he fell down that's crazy like that's the reaction we got it, it was <laughs> all right uh kevin is halted by a group of cyclists but then uh but they end up helping him pursue uh, the truck, when one of them is caught on it, has as has his feet shredded to the bone, and is ultimately killed. Despite this, Kevin continues his mission to save Iris, 
then the film transitions to the next segment. This thing was actually this that this one was actually more interesting than that Dante the Great. At least in this thing, we got some pretty gory uh, scenes where uh, one of them gets caught in the truck, and like all you see is this arm sticking out of the out of that out of the uh, ice cream truck, holding on tight to one of the bicyclists. And as he's getting dragged, eventually his shoes fall out, uh, leading to his feet being just completely scraped by the pavement of the uh, on the street. And you just see him kind of like just screaming because they both have GoPros on their helmets while they're while they're riding bikes. And you just see him from his point of view that his feet are completely being shredded by the pavement. And uh, and and one and, and the thing is, the some the other bicyclists are trying to help this guy. He's trying to grab their hands, but he can't. He's being held on by someone that's just the arm sticking out, holding on to him, and uh, it was a crazy. That was a crazy little scene. And of course, once um, that he was let go, his bones was shredded and everything, and he practically he died instantly right there and then. And all you just see is bits and pieces of of his body um, in the in the in the, in the on the road, which is fucking crazy. I thought that was more interesting than <laughs> than the segment. That they gave us before right there so at least they kind of picked up the pace a little bit after that debacle of that dante the great there and then it goes into the next segment which is the parallel monsters this was directed and written by nacho vigalondo and this one starts off in spain alfonso an inventor works late on his newest project promising his wife marta that he will come to bed soon his project is revealed to be a prototype interdimensional portal Upon activating the portal, it opens to reveal what happened, what appears to be his garage. Alfonso witnesses a copy of himself uh, look at him from the other side, revealing that the portal has successfully opened a gateway to a parallel world. The two versions of Alfonso cautiously greet each other, overcome by curiosity, and, dis- and discover that they appear to be completely uh, identical. The two agree to trade places and across and uh, cross through the portal with their own cameras to explore and document each other's worlds for 15 minutes. As the main Alfonso, as the main Alfonso uh, explores the alternate version of his house, it would seem that the two worlds are exact mirror duplicates. The main Alfonso encounters the parallel version of Marta, who introduces him to two men, both named. Uh, Oriol or Oriol 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 in the living room a pornographic snuff film plays on the television and a sack of organs is displayed in the center of the room the parallel Marta prompts Alfonso to perform a ceremony with the Oriol Orioles Orioles disturbed the main Alfonso leaves the house and witnesses a large blimp with an inverted cross that blares demonic chanting, revealing that the two worlds hold dif- uh, differing dominant religions. Uh, when he attempts to record the blimp, he gets spotted by the, by the two Orioles, who chase Alfonso before catching him. So this scene basically, once they once they go each uh, across each other's dimensions, he he realizes he starts going up the stairs like man, everything's pretty much the same. And then uh, he starts looking at some of the frames, uh, picture frames that are on the wall, and it's like demonic uh, signs. He doesn't realize what it is at first, because it's just a picture of like this demonic circle or whatever, holding like organs and stuff. And then 
he meets his his parallel wife but then he that parallel wife introduces him like these two these two other guys uh they're there and then uh they look like they're <laughs> like doing a, some ceremonial kind of thing and there's organs in this middle of the circle and of course he's freaked out this is nothing compared to his other world and of course the other guy that that's over there he goes in and then he's kind of like making fun of his his side of the world where like he's making fun of the frame of of him and his wife being married uh his uh uh, uh the wedding picture and he thinks it's a little bit weird he's like who are what are these kind of people you know not thinking you know it's the complete opposite of his and then of course he uh he eventually goes upstairs and meets Marta the uh, the other the other Marta um and and uh he starts taking pictures of her i think maybe just for records of himself or whatever he starts taking pictures and then he starts you know like wanting to do something you know he wants to be sexual with her uh but she's kind of like she's asleep i think around this time it's like four in the morning and he's and she's kind of already in bed sleep or whatever and then all of a sudden his eyes and his mouth starts glowing and of course, the same the Orioles, the Orioles. As soon as he before he she chases Alfonso, uh, his their eyes and their mouth, they both of them glow. And uh, yeah, their eyes and mouth turn bright red. And one of the Orioles takes his pants off to reveal that he has a a fang creature in a in a place of a penis. Yeah, it, it took out. It was like this monster looking fucking thing uh it's like a prosthetic thing and uh it, it, yeah it, it was it was really fucking weird i i don't remember any of these these things some of these segments and then realizing i was like what the fuck it, it completely just got a little weird after that and then of course while that was happening the other alfonso the, the demonic the demonic one from the other pillow does the exact same thing to marta the other the um the, the good one i guess and he also basically takes his pants out and the martha kind of freaked out by the the fucking that fucking demonic penis or whatever uh she she's freaked out or whatever and they're both freaked out so now Alfonso wants to get back to his world um obviously back in the main world the parallel Alfonso discovers the main martha asleep Growing aroused and taking photos of her before unveiling his own monstrous genitalia, scaring Marta awake. In uh, the parallel world, the main Alfonso manages to stab the Oriole's penis with a screwdriver and flees back to the house, where the pillar of Marta takes off her robe to reveal that she has a similar demonic vagina. <laughs> so fucking weird segment. Terrified, Alfonso punches her and flees back to his world. The parallel Alfonso, covered in blood after his encounter with the main Marta, stabs his normal self. The parallel Marta appears and devours the parallel Alfonso with her fanged, uh, her fanged vagina before the main Alfonso closes the portal. The main version of Marta, also covered in blood, stabs Alfonso to death after thinking that he savagely attacked her. So it doesn't end well for neither of the Alfonsos at all. Uh, both of them, basically, both of them are killed by the Martas. Uh, one of them is devoured by her fang vagina. <laughs> and the other one, thinking that it was the parallel Alfonso, uh, com 
he stabs him multiple times, not not realizing that that was his actual husband, the actual Alfonso. But because she was completely freaked out, because who the fuck wouldn't? Uh, she was completely freaked out, uh, completely bloodied, uh, which didn't make sense to me. They were both bloodied. Uh, I don't understand how that happened unless she completely carved the fuck out of his out of his out of his penis. But uh, I don't know why they were both bloody because none of them seemed to be hurt or anything like that. They were just covered in blood. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, but then, of course, she stabs Alfonso multiple times, ending the segment. Um, this one, I just, it had potential. It, it This one, it was a fucking weird one, but it had potential. But I, then I, I realized, am I supposed to be scared? Am I supposed to be, Is this was this supposed to be funny? Because the prosthetics and uh, of of the vagina and the penis on these guys were just like it, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny, and this is what I'm talking about the VHS viral about part three. It just seems like you cannot take these fucking videos serious. It just it takes a lot of that horror uh, uh, element away that the, the first two had, and this one completely fucking dropped the ball. This this is the second segment. And yes, it's better than the Dante the Great, but I'm I was looking for a horror movie, and I'm getting this humor vibe in this in the, in this film here, or not a lot of scare or or unsettling tone in this film, and it's weird. I think the 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 interludes uh, are a little bit better than this right here. It at least has some kind of horror element a little bit you know it has a little bit of action going this right the, the the segments i have no idea what's going on with that we cut to the vicious circles interlude two returning to the frame story kevin continues to pursue the truck this is what i meant like this one was more interesting than the segments as it continues to circle the neighborhood begging the police to help him save iris uh, meanwhile a group of hispanic gangbangers are holding a barbecue to celebrate one of their own being released from prison this is also another one i could not take serious because of the acting the tone of it i just could not take this serious and i maybe this maybe that's what they were trying to go for but it that's why i'm saying that this one is is a complete step down from the other two because if, if you were trying to be funny i you know i don't know that's not what we were looking for but all right Seeing the police helicopter that has been broadcasting the chase, one of them assumes that his girlfriend has turned him in. Suddenly, the music playing on the radio warps and turns operatic, causing the guest of honor to become violent and murder the others by stabbing them with forks. As the truck and Kevin pass, it is revealed that a gas tank has ruptured in the chaos, causing the party to go up in an enormous fireball. The film transitions to the last segment. And not only that, in that in that interlude, uh, it shows uh, I, the reason why the guy, the one that was released, all he has is like this mean mugging. He's just mean mugging everybody in the party, and everybody in the party is just trying to have you know a good time. But the acting was really terrible on this one. Uh, and then it cuts to the scene where someone had stabbed his dog, the main guy, the one that was just released, stabbed the dog with one of those barbecue forks. And it's it's on top of the dog's head, and you could just see like blood coming down of the dog's head. But the dog's just sitting there, 
no dog would ever just do that the dogs would whimper cry and all that stuff and this one is just kind of like just sitting there and then the guy the, the guy the main guy his the guy that got released that's his dog he's just he just kind of like stares him down and then he just kind of looks at the crowd again and i'm like hey, what's going on like what's going on here what is what's happening here this is supposed to be a horror thriller and i'm getting comedy here and not even com- like i'm not laughing because I, I i don't i i don't think it's funny that you you know the dog being stabbed but the dog would not just sit there while the fucking a uh, 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 barbecue fork is stabbed on his head the dogs would whimper cry and do all that stuff and run around or whatever this dog's just sitting there and I'm, I'm like okay are they i think they're trying to go for humor here but it's not funny it's not landing and then of course once once the thing the party blew up i was like good good riddance like you, you like what is happening here uh yeah at this point, I was kind of like, yeah, this is the weakest one out of the bunch, no doubt. And then, of course, it cuts to the last segment, which is Bone Storm. This was directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Scott Moorhead. This was written by Justin Benson as well. And this starts off as Jason and Danny are a pair of skateboarders in Los Angeles who perform various stunts in the hopes of creating an epic skateboard video. The videographer they hired, Taylor, pushes them into increasingly dangerous circumstances in the hopes that they that they injure or kill themselves so he can film the aftermath and sell it as a snuff film. After, after they start a fight at a local skate park, the skaters become bored. Taylor suggests they continue the film shoot in uh, TJ, Tijuana. Remembering that he ha- he heard about a prime skating location for them to finish their video, Taylor calls out their their friend Sean and ropes him into joining him in their trip to Mexico by paying for everything with his dad's credit card. After enjoying themselves and buying fireworks, the skaters subsequently become lost and run into a mysterious woman. Once they find a suitable place, an old flood channel, Taylor encourages them to perform more stunts. When one of the skateboarders injures himself and bleeds on a large pentagram drawn on the ground, his blood quickly boils despite the apparent normal temperature of the pavement on which the pentagram is drawn. So this thing, like, immediately you get these skaters. Like, oh, what's up, dude? And, like, you just hear them just talking about their previous encounters from before just to kind of kill time for the for the video. Yeah, the guy that they hired, I mean, like, in the beginning, you could just, like, they're skating, like, over, like, three-story buildings. And the guy's like, he's like hoping that he falls and breaks something or kills himself. Like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, fall, 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 kill yourself, kill yourself. Like, like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like who in the hell did you hire here? And uh, of course, they get into fights. And of course, the same thing as the interludes. Uh, we see this through their GoPros on their helmets. They're skaters, so they have the GoPros on their helmets, and that's where we're kind of seeing their point of views th- throughout this this segment of course they get to tj or whatever and uh they're they're basically throughout the film they're just smoking weed they're just they're drinking 40 ounces and stuff like that and just kind of skateboarding and this is where they meet this this random girl that's just standing there and of course they start doing a little few tricks one of the guys kind of uh rips his not you know he kind of scratches a little bit enough to kind of there's blood coming out 
it falls on the pentagram thing and um, eventually uh, starts boiling, making it look like the 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 devil or the demon or whatever is is drinking the blood, basically, and awakening something demonic. Um, let's see where. Uh, the skaters discover the the woman they met earlier standing nearby. Uh, as Taylor introduces himself and offers to film her, she suddenly tears his arm off. Immediately after, a group of cultists who were using the, the channel as a site for demonic worship discover the skaters and attack them. Using a pistol and their skateboards, the skateboarders kill the cultists, which I have no idea where the fuck he brought the, the gun. It was never shown or or told like how he got that gun. These guys, they're skaters, like they're they're they, they're kids. Uh, honestly, they look like I don't know, sixteen, seventeen years old, maybe. Where did they get the gun? How did they get the gun? Unless they bought it with the guy's credit card, but even then, they're not young enough to. They're not old enough to get a gun. I haven't, that's why it kind of threw me, I was like, where did you get that gun, bro? Like, I could understand the skateboards, but where the fuck did you get the gun? You should not be able to have a gun. I, I have no idea. It, it, it They never showed us how they even got that gun. Unless they got it once they got to Mexico and they just got it and bought it somewhere. You would think they would show that, but kind of so that we know that they're going to use it later. But no, we, we don't get it at all. He just take, pulls out a gun out of nowhere. Which is crazy. Like, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, the skateboards to kill the cultists. Though Taylor is set on fire and Sean is killed on, in the fight. As a demonic roar sounds, the dead cultists rise as reanimated skeletons and mount a second attack. The first attack was just, they looked like humans, uh, clearly. And then, uh, but once they were able to kill them and kind of bash them, bash them with the skateboards or shoot them, this the, this loud roar uh, sound wakes them up, and all of a sudden now they're 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 I don't know their skins peeled off because they come out as skeletons now, and they and this comes a second wave of of attack. During the second attack, Jason and Danny used the fireworks they bought earlier to destroy several of the skeletons, which I thought was fucking cheesy. The guy's like skateboarding and somehow just shooting these fucking fireworks and perfectly aiming at the cultists. It it looked so cheesy. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, all right, sure. It it just it looked so cheesy. Like I, I just I didn't I was like, all right, fine. Um the two uh the two proceed to skate back towards the border as the creature the as the as the creature the cultists were attempting to summon appears from a, a storm drain. The creature eats the wounded the wounded tailor along with his camera. So once he gets devoured, the camera goes in and all you see is this demonic throat uh showing that Taylor was completely eaten and then it ends. So we don't really get to see much. All we just get to see is these two they fight their way out. And uh as they as they're heading over there, he the guy one of the guys is saying that the skateboard is something's wrong with the skateboard. And uh he oh, flips it over, this like something's caught on one of the, the tires or, or whatever. And as he's trying to take it off or whatever, you just see cultists behind him. It's 
like more and more gather like they, it starts off with one and then like there's four of them and now there's like 10 of them out of nowhere and then uh all you hear is this roaring sound but we don't see the demonic all we see is it uh, is its legs and the throat and that's it and then it cuts off um i think it would have been interesting at least to have seen the how how the demonic looked like make it look more scarier but unfortunately all we get is these cultists that start off as humans and then are completely fucking skeletons all of a sudden and then like some of the scenes like the guys some of the guys that have like these um the fireworks or whatever some of them pop he put some of them in the skeletons trying to save one of the one of the friends and then as soon as he turns around you just see the skeleton kind of flipping them off and then he blows up I, I i i'm assuming each segment they go for humor here but the problem is we're not trying to see humor on the vhs franchise can you add some of the humor around it? Sure, yes, but not throughout the film. Not throughout the whole film. I figure maybe a few here and there, sure. If you want to lighten up some of the segments, sure, that's fine. But constantly throughout the film, it's just, you might as well just put dark comedy. Because I cannot take this 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 film particularly seriously. The first, one of them is a documentary. The other one is like trying to make fun of, I, I don't know, like a religion or something. And then this one right here is trying to make fun of the cultists. But like you could, you just cannot take serious, and you can't root for any of them. None of them. You don't. You don't care for any of them. None of them in these. In none of these characters are are likable, which is which is crazy at least in the other ones some of them seem likable you know some you're like all right whatever they're just kill them or whatever but some seem somewhat likable this you just don't care for any of them and the way it was shot the way uh some of the story the, it, it's if i feel like by the third uh i feel like they kind of ran out of stories which is kind of weird because they, they could have been plenty of more they could have come come up with something better than than this they could have they should have brought or kept the horror element into the third installment and instead we get this somewhat dark humor comedy and and the, the problem is the comedy does not land in this fucking film because that's not what we're looking for in this shit we're looking for horror not comedy all right and then vicious circles interlude three returning to the frame story the news broadcasting uh, the news broadcasting the chase is warning that several fires have broken out across the city. Kevin still continues to chase the truck, at one point encountering a woman in a trance with her nose bleeding. Kevin tries to get a taxi cab to stop, but the driver refuses to. The driver also helps helps uh, the driver also helps his friend, a porn director, film a striptease with a young woman in the backseat. Suddenly, the woman pulls a gun on him, revealing that the director had previously been sold pornography had been previously been sold pornographic footage of her by her ex, and the exposure had apparently ruined her life. She forces him to strip by threatening to shoot his crotch. The director fights back, strangling her, but all three are killed when a police car flips through the air and crushes the taxi. Then the film transitions to the epilogue. That scene was pretty fucking weird. We had, like, we just get these random characters. 
uh, random characters about this this porn director trying to do a, a quick strip tease in, in the in the inside of the cab and like out of nowhere and of course the driver's like trying to look in and out at times. Um I thought that was a weird, weird segment. Of course they all three of them get killed. Uh all three of them get killed because this fucking all you see is uh from the windshield is this cop car flying towards them and completely crushing all three of them. I just thought it was a very weird one because uh, Kevin was trying to get a ta- the, that uh, the Kevin, the guy that we've been following throughout the interludes, he was trying to stop that particular cab. I have no idea why we had to stop in this cab, uh, but it was a weird. That was a weird interlude right there. That was interlude three. That was a weird one. Um, but they, I mean, they get killed off right away, so who cares? And then it goes to vicious circles epilogue. At dawn, Kevin finally catches up to the truck. Um, just just sitting there. There's no cops around it, nothing like that. Uh, just a few bodies lying around. He finds it sitting in the empty river basin, ba- uh, basin he had been filming Iris near at the beginning of the film. Body parts strewn on the ground around it. He examines the driver's seat only to find it empty, but but the, there was a pair of hands right there strapped with the uh, with uh, duct tape, but no one's sitting there. Uh, with a pair of disembodied hand, hands duct taped to the wheel. Upon examining the back of the truck, he finds a number of televisions stacked atop of each other. Sound familiar? It's like from the other VHS uh, films uh, as well, as in the first two movies. Iris appears on one of the TV screens and demands that Kevin upload the footage to broadcasters and the internet as well. At first, he refuses, mentioning that the videos are causing people all over the city to go insane. But when Iris begins to brutally mutilate herself, he relents and pushes a button labeled Upload. With the deed done, he exits the truck as the image of Iris on the screen continues to taunt him. He basically just bashes her head, her head, on the side until like it's completely crushed and her like crushed on half of her face. Um. Outside, he discovers Iris having actually been dead for some time, uh, slumped against the truck with her cell phone stuck in her mouth. Kevin pulls the phone out of her mouth and sees that it is in selfie mode. He stares in shock at himself on the screen with his nose bleeding, implying he is affected by the videos as well. The closing shot of the film set to the finale from Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Ninth, uh, Ninth Symphony is a view of the Los Angeles skyline. Smoke below, uh, blowing up, uh, lights flickering on and off, and a helicopter circling overhead revealing the uploaded videos have gone viral and have begun to affect thousands thus fulfilling the grander threat introduced in the first two films. And the movie ends. Uh, what, and what it is, is if you guys remember from the first two films, every time they started watching some of those VHS, their nose started bleeding. They're in a daze. They don't know what's going on until like towards the end of the film, they kind of go crazy or whatever and, and transform into some either demonic or possessed or something like that. They just kind of go crazy. That's kind of what they were trying to go in for here. And this third one, unfortunately to me, the segments just do not pull this movie off. The interludes, the interlude is, it's okay. It's not bad. 
with this Kevin and Iris, the 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 the, the uh the ice cream truck being chased all over LA. Um, I thought that was a more interesting story than the uh, segments. The interludes are a little bit better than the segments. Of course, you start realizing little by little as a viewer that every time they see this the countdown and it starts showing all the videos, they start kind of going nuts a little bit. And they're 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 in the days. Their their nose starts bleeding. They start going crazy and all that. And then of course it. He uploads it so that everywhere is basically everybody's affected by it. Everybody's watching all those VHS and VHS 2 videos and they start going crazy. And you just see LA basically just kind of uh, unfolding itself. But, you know, the lights flickering everywhere. There's there's smoke coming out of uh, all over the place. You see a helicopter going around and around looking like it's about to crash and uh, and then it ends right there. So I thought the interludes was actually more interesting uh, than the segments. The segments just, it, it just, it did not, I, I, if I would have to, if I had to choose which segment was the best, I, it's, they're both bad, but, Uh, I would say Bone Storm will probably be the best one, and then it's the Parallel Monsters, and then Dante the Great. Um, honestly, just I think this one alone, the VHS viral, they just dropped the ball in this one, guys. Um, honestly, like if you're trying to watch the VHS films, just stick with the first two. You can skip VHS viral. I haven't seen VHS ninety four, but I'm hoping it's a lot better than what we got here. And I hope in VHS 94, they go back to that horror element, that unsettling uh, horror uh, that, that they gave us in the first two. Because this, this one was just terrible, guys. The interludes, I thought, was the best part of the film. And that's not... <laughs> the interludes, of course, it's, it's a part of the film, but it's not supposed to overshadow the segments. The segments are it's what's supposed to uh uh is was supposed to be the best part of the film and instead it's not it's the weakest part of the film uh yeah they should not they should not just they shouldn't go with this comedy that they were trying to go for it just does not work with the vhs franchise it's a complete step down from the first two it is definitely the weakest out of the bunch um and i don't think i'll see it again i think this will probably be the last time i'll watch vhs viral I you know who knows I could be wrong maybe I'll just put it on just for kicks but honestly it's gonna be a very very long time before I see this one I think I'll just stick with the first two because the first two are the are are great they're the best ones they have the the way better stories a way better creepy element and unsettling and with those two that they did in in this one here this one is I I just I don't know what happened here I don't know what happened and I think that was the reason why we didn't get another VHS installment until 2021 this was in 2014 after vhs viral ruined the franchise for a bit and until we got the vhs 94 uh just last year so that that's how bad it was it it it, it was it took what about what eight eight nine years seven eight nine uh, years later to make another one that's that's pretty bad so uh yeah guys uh let's let's get to my rating here um 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4. A 4 out of 10. So, uh, it is... Uh, yeah, it's definitely not recommendable. Yeah, this is terrible, guys. This is the, this is the worst one out of the bunch. Uh, just stick with the first two. They're, those are the best ones. Skip VHS Viral. And I, I would tell you to just go on VHS 94, but even I haven't seen it yet, so I will get to it eventually, and I'll try my best to try to find that film. So, uh, all right, guys, that is it for my review for uh, VHS Viral. Did you guys see it? Did you guys like it? Let me know. Did I miss anything uh, on this film? Uh, what did your guys' thoughts? What did you guys give it? Uh, let me know, and of course, guys, keep an eye on for uh, for the the rankings for these uh, these uh, short segments uh, from uh, worst to best. And of course, I'm gonna try to do a V. I'm gonna try to find VHS 94 and do a review on it uh, on that film before I do the rankings. So I'll try my best to get that going there for you guys. So um, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, listening and checking out my podcast here. Uh, keep watching movies, guys. Just not VHS viral. Go ahead and fucking skip that film. Uh, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.